Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Your sponsors this week are Nitor Performance, N-I-T-O-R performance.com. Head over to the website, use the code Maximus Podcast to get yourself 20% off the best protein you'll ever buy. We're also sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. The very finest in training shoes, tactical boots. You will not regret buying a pair, especially if they are the Maximus shoe. We've said it before. We'll say it again. The Maximus shoe comes with maximum gains and a guarantee in performance increase and also handsomeness, Joe. Absolutely. Use the code Maximus20 to take advantage of a deal. Now, today, we are going to talk about the concept, I guess, of off-the-couch fitness. Yes. We... uh, we actually had a little, I want to say it was a situation, but that would be overstating yeah. it. Yeah. A person sent me a DM claiming that they tried to do the Maximus body. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what that is, I wrote a book for men's health with uh, my co-author, Michael Easter. Um, and in it, there is a three month and a six month program. And the program's meant to be for everybody, but it's not really for everybody because it can be fairly difficult at times. And this person hit, it's, I like how you, you laugh. You underplay that. Like at times, like, at times I mean, it, it can be difficult. Like there, there are some, I, I, I don't want to say it this way because again, it sounds like overdramatic, but like there are some prerequisites. Like you have to know how to bench. You have to know how to deadlift. Like you have to be at least somewhat familiar with a gym and with the different implements. And so actually I, so, sorry, Joe. I'd actually disagree with that. I think, I think yes, in general, you have to be familiar with that stuff. There are some people though who can figure it out because there oh, is absolutely. a step by step tutorial, right? Yeah. But I think there's a certain type of personality that le- needs a little more handholding and a little more help. And I don't mean handholding in a diminutive way, even though it sounds super diminutive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just there's some people who have no clue what to do when it comes to exercise. Well, and some people are more kinesthetically aware than others, yep. right? And some people do need to like read it out of a book if they're going to learn it effectively. Um, yep. I mean, you, you run into this when you're coaching people, like just different personalities have different ways of assimilating information. And so for some people, you'll take them over the whiteboard and you'll write it out and they'll, they'll figure it out. For some people, you actually have to go over there and like poke them with a PVC so that they can feel when their hip crease is below their knee or what have you. For sure. And so and I, 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 I agree that, yes, there, there are step-by-step guides in the book. Like you have your, your pictures, but there's also, you know, web resources that are available. Like you've got your YouTube channel with a lot of the how-tos and specifically for each of the workouts. Like some of those workouts have their own videos. And so I think that's very helpful for people too. Um, but I mean, I, I even think some of the weights on some of the, the workouts kind of require that you've done that before. Yeah. There's, there's probably a minimum buy-in. You can figure it out. It's just going to be hard. Yeah. And I suppose that's, I suppose that's no different than if you're a homeowner trying to do some basic electricity work, basic mm-hmm, plumbing mm-hmm. work. Uh, there are some people who are just better off calling for help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in some areas, to be honest with you, I'm one of those people mm-hmm. like I could do some pretty simple stuff, but it can get difficult at times. And I think there's people that are scared. But back to this DM, this person and, and I couldn't tell if they were angry, upset, venting, but they just couldn't make it through the six month program. Like they were just completely lost. And so it got me thinking. And, and, and of course, I called you, Joe, to tell you about this. Mm-hmm. But what if you can't even do the book? Yeah. 
what if you what if you're not ready to even go into a gym and train? What do you do? Like what if you're truly off the couch? Because I will admit there are times I'm a little out of touch. Yeah. I'm surrounded by fit people. I work in a gym. Uh, when I go on vacation, I seek out other gyms. I'm mm-hmm. constantly at fitness conferences. I mean, my most out of shape friend, and it, it, it's actually funny, he's run probably 30 marathons. Yeah. So my, my availability bias is what it's called in psychology. The people I surround myself with are extremely fit people. My pregnant wife can deadlift 350 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it's hard for me at times to relate to somebody who literally has never lifted a weight in their life. Yeah, the worldview can skew really quickly without you even noticing it. For sure. So you've got this person, Joe, that uh, has never really worked out. They're scared. Mm-hmm. They're nervous. Uh, maybe they're capable. Well, actually, I, I'd say right off the bat, we need to put people in two separate categories. Yeah, yeah. The people who are capable of showing up to a gym day one and following the class rules and going through the workouts because there are those people. I've had them in my gym. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they're driven, they're dedicated, they can tolerate, <laughs> I'm laughing, <laughs> but the extreme soreness that comes along with it. I had yeah. a beginner recently start at the gym and the warm up made them sore for a week. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean kind of sore, I mean, walking downstairs backwards sore yeah because their legs were so bad and this was the warm-up but you know the dude kept coming back and coming back and coming back and um you know he's probably actually listening to this he's been there two months now he's went up from 152 pounds to 175 pounds and dropped body fat wow yeah it's crazy like how quickly he's gotten in shape but that that actually will bring us to our next thing He's also an ex-athlete. Yeah, and that makes it that he, makes a difference for folks. It really does. He's a person that just let himself go for a few years. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, like he's seen these remarkable gains that aren't exactly what I'd call real. Yeah, it's not like I took a hundred and sorry fifty-two pound person that had never trained a day in his life. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've because, talked we've we've talked about this before. Like if if you are a very serious weightlifter and and you work up to like a 600 pound deadlift like you could yep. take the next three years off and you'd still be able to pull 400 yes for you know? sure so so for an ex-athlete especially somebody who was was pretty high trained you know you get like an ex-nfler who's been retired for four or five years and decides he wants to lose the the beer belly like that dude is already like his body kind of knows how to do the stuff he just needs to do it so now, now I can I can take this opportunity to cut you down and congratulate you and big up you in the same sentence, <laughs> kind of like you before your transformation. Weird, right? <laughs> right, like like you you did make a tremendous transformation in three months, mm-hmm. but you weren't exactly starting from scratch. Right, right. Like like almost like you looked. Your your the way I would explain it if if we were being real with people is your paint job was a little rough. Yeah. Right. Like, but you had the engine underneath. Yep. Yeah. We, we might've had to replace a spark plug or change the oil or, or, or put a new air filter in, but you certainly weren't off the couch. Right. You, you just, you just looked out of shape. I would mm-hmm. say would be the better way to put it. Mm-hmm. So your three month transformation transformation is a little different than somebody who 
I don't know, you just pulled out of the local 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's been living off Doritos in, in Mountain Dew for the past five years. Exactly. And has never lifted a weight in their life. So those, those I would say, Joe, are the two groups. Yeah, so we'll, got we'll, people, ex-athletes and yep. totally new, never worked out a day in their life. Those are kind of the two, yep. the two camps. <clears throat> and I would say the, the rules are the same for both. But I think it's a little trickier for the ex-athlete. And there's a, a lot of traps that they can fall into. And I think we'll try to address those as we go along. But somebody yep. who's who's been there before, uh, I mean, they, they have the mental capacity to train. Yes. You know, so like that part becomes really easy for them. like And almost too easy to the point where their mental capacity will, will out-throttle their physical capacity. And that can be really yep. dangerous. Oh, for sure. I want to make sure, though, we address our definition of athlete. Because traditionally, when you refer to athlete, we're talking about a basketball player, a football player, a volleyball player. Sure, I sure. think in this capacity, we're talking about a gym athlete. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because the, the, the other thing that I've seen happen is I've had people come into the gym, NBA players, NFL players, NHL players, who are really good at their sport, but just terrible at the gym Mm -hmm. almost like they're back to beginner status right people that can't raise their hands straight above their head Mm -hmm. people who are so specialized for playing their sport they are uh you know i would say completely deficient in other areas you could you could take an nfl o lineman who's big and really strong but when it comes to cardiovascular fitness i'm scared they're going to have a heart attack yeah Right. In in, in a beginner's workout that goes the other way, too, with a world class endurance athlete. I've had people, Joe, who can't do a Turkish get up without any weight. Yeah, they just can't figure out how to move their body or they can't do. What was that thing you told me you have people do Um, when somebody comes in the gym? I I think you said you make them overhead squat, uh, lunge and front squat. It was like three movements that'll just yeah, expose them. The, the, this was going through uh, USA weightlifting. Um, so this is just a, a, I don't know what you want to call it, an evaluation for preparedness to do Olympic weightlifting. Uh, and, and yeah, it's like overhead squat because pretty much that's going to expose like that there's some kind of a problem. Um, mm-hmm. They want to do like an overhead press and just kind of see how their shoulders move. Are they engaging their scapula, right? Lunges, because now you're kind of going like left, right, a little balance issue in there. So those are really good. Um, just doing where you lay down flat on your back and just raise one leg yep. as high as you can. Like that can tell all sorts of stuff about hip uh, mobility. But I also yep. have a background with functional movement systems. And so for a lot of folks, if, if they're talking to me about um, you know, the potential of, of hiring me as a personal trainer, that's often where I'll start. And that is really just designed to, to see sort of where people are broken. And it's funny uh, because in this context, this actually makes perfect sense. Um, but one of the, the phrases that is really common in FMS circles is that athletes are just experts at masking their dysfunction. So in a certain like sense, like we all have movement dysfunction, right? There's things okay. that we've done, injuries we've had that we overcompensate for, and then there's never kind of fix. Uh, athletes just get really good at hiding that stuff, but that doesn't mean that that movement pattern is correct. And so you need a system to kind of break through some of that stuff. Well, and in that context, I guess then you could be world-class in something, but come to your local 
CrossFit class or your local gym or your local boot camp, and you could be putting yourself at a lot of risk. Well, think of this. If you're like a, a pitcher in the major leagues, like what are the chances that one shoulder is more mobile than the other? You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. throwing hundreds of pitches in a night at high speed at maximal force. Like what are the odds that something's going to be screwed yeah. up? You when know? you put and, it like that, I mean, it's pretty clear. Well, and then you think, okay, now you're just going to grab a barbell and press overhead. And it's like, no, you've got this whole system that's just skewed to one side. Like that's not, that's not smart. That's not safe to do. Makes sense completely. Yeah. But that's, so, again, that's the difference between just sport and, you know, functional fitness. For, for sure. So you've got your athlete and, and we're talking athlete in terms of you've got some <clears throat> gym experience. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you're the person that's off the couch, you're probably not preparing for the NBA Finals. Yeah. You're probably not preparing for who, – who's that football team you like? The Green Bay Packers? Yep. You're probably not playing linebacker for them next season. <laughs> I mean, ideally, if you're that person, you're already sorted out. Wasn't there a show like that on ESPN? Average Joes or something? Yes. No, Joe, Joes versus destroyed. pros. Yeah. <laughs> Joes versus pros. But if you're if – you're, a person that's listening to this and you're really off the couch, you're not worried about playing a professional sport. So in this context, do you have some gym experience or do you not have any gym experience? I'm going to argue that regardless of where you are, the starting point for each of the, uh, or the starting point for the program is going to be the same. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And like I said, I think uh, it's just a little bit trickier for an ex athlete because they're going to want to jump the gun. They're going to want to dive yeah. in head first, and they're just not physically prepared to do that. It's very dangerous. What I usually say is for the the beginner who's right off the couch, who's never done a thing in their life, it's mentally more difficult because they don't know what it's like to be in shape, and it seems like a huge mountain to climb. Right. It's, it's foreign. It's unknown. It's scary. And honestly, it can get depressing at times because – if you wake up as a 40-year-old man and you've never done anything in your life, shit, you got a big hole to crawl out of. Yeah, yeah. But it's physically safer because your body can't go hard enough to cause you real harm. Right. You've almost got a built-in uh, governor, right. if you will. Yeah. Like if you, you try to do too many squats, you will shut down. Mm. You'll be sitting on the ground with your legs shaking or you'll be in the bathroom puking. Yeah. One of the two. Like there's a shutoff there. With a professional athlete mentally or, or a person who's been fit in the gym before, um, because that's the context we're talking about, mentally, I think it's easier because you've done it before, you can do it again. Yeah. There's some know-how there. You've got some skills. You know the movements. You're not constantly learning. You have some idea what your potential is, but physically, it's more dangerous. And, and this is the prime candidate, in my opinion, to get rhabdo. Yeah. For sure. Is is the person who mentally can go harder than their body's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And right. and who can almost override that pain shut off. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like they, they, they know what what the suffering is. You know, you say, Oh, I need to go to my dark place. That's that's a common thing in uh, CrossFit circles. Uh and they're and they're perfectly willing to go there. Like the like you mentioned before, the mental side of it is almost too easy for them. You know, yep. they know what burning muscles feel like and they're, and they're willing to push that limit. Yes. Or, or work through an injury. I was actually at, uh, 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 my kid, my 10 year old beans. I was at his Taekwondo class the other day and a couple of kids were complaining about little bumps and scrapes. Mm -hmm. My knee hurts. My ankle hurts. My wrist hurts. My fingers hurt. 
And it's funny because Will, they're, 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 what's the word in Taekwondo? It's not Shidoshi. It's not Sensei. Sensei. Sabamnim. Sabamnim. Yes, that's the one. Um, Will told them, he's like, listen, guys, you're in a contact sport. Like, Mm -hmm. I was lucky to fight in a tournament at 75%. If you guys want (laughs) to compete, you want to show up and spar, you want to, like, do this stuff, you're going to be hurt. So get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And really, it's true. Like, if you talk to NBA players, NFL players, you talk to a lot of athletes. They've got to play through injuries, and they figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. No, look at look at uh, girls' gymnastics, right? Like, go, go to any gymnastics gym in your area and go look at the group of, like, 12 to 14-year-old girls, and they've all got braces and rock tape, and, like, they're all done up. Just beat up. Just but beat up. My point is they know how to push themselves through it. Yeah. The the person off the street who's never done anything, I mean, they they clip their fingernail the wrong way yeah. and they're done. Yeah. And they and they can't figure out. So the ex the, the ex athlete or the person that's done this, they're the person that's in danger of pushing themselves too hard. Yeah. Kind of like the other example would be because it just happened, um the NBA finals mm-hmm. with with Clay Thompson. So I don't know if you guys know who Clay Thompson is, but he's an NBA guy and he's noted for being pretty tough. Like in terms of not in fighting, but tough in terms of playing through injuries. Like the guy's never missed a playoff game before or hadn't. Mm -hmm. And he, he hurt his hamstring pretty bad. He missed one game. And it was funny, Joe, because he was limping around before the game he came back for. Like there, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to play. And then all of a sudden he's running, jumping, dunking scoring points left, right, and center, and was almost like he wasn't even hurt. Yeah. Well, he keeps playing. Lo and behold, he comes down funny on that hamstring, blows his ACL. Yeah. Now, now listen, I want to say this. Massive respect to the guy. Willing to play hurt, loves the game that much, could have easily sat out, and no one would have said anything. But at the same time, a guy like that's a danger to himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you gotta, he's gotta have somebody in his corner. It's like, you can't play because you're going to really hurt yourself because the guy just doesn't have a shut off. Yeah. Well, normal think, people th- have that. Think about the NFL, right? They had to institute yeah. the whole concussion protocol, right? Because these guys yep. push through. They don't care. They're there to play oh, football. For sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And these guys know how to deal with it. Whereas I, I, I the concussion thing. I've known normal people that get concussions. And they use it as an excuse to not work out ever again in their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, every little headache they get, they're done. Mm-hmm. So we've got our two groups and we've addressed the dangers. Yep. Really, you're going to start at the same place. Just if you're an ex-athlete and you have experience in the gym, make sure you're really cognizant of what your limits are. And don't try to be a hero and don't try to get your lost fitness back in two minutes. Yeah, don't try to impress anybody else at the gym. It's not the time for that. Because the yeah. absolute worst thing that you can do at this point is get an injury that forces you to sit out because you'll just quit after that. And and the other thing I say to people, and usually I say it harshly, you've been fat, out of shape, sitting on a couch for three years. Do you really need this by next week? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really need a radical transformation? Like, you've already you've already lived, you know, the last three years like this. Yeah. What's a couple of weeks going to do? Yeah, yeah. Take it slow. There's well, and think about walking. like the, the 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 muscle cells that you have right now. They're used to only lifting nachos. You know, they're not used to lifting weights. Like, give them a chance. 
And it takes time for those cells to divide and to get stronger and to adapt. Like you, you just don't have to rush that process. For sure. My, my question to you, Joe, is we're establishing you're going to take your time. Mm-hmm. I believe, and, and I'm a gym owner, so maybe I'm a little more biased. I believe the best thing you can do is get into a gym and work with a trainer. But what if you're not ready for that or what if you're scared? I think there's a lot of things you can do before you take that step. And in fact, you almost have to do these things before you can take that step because there are other things that need to be in alignment to make the gym successful. And so we're talking about making sure that you've got your diet on point. Like you don't need to be in a gym to do that. Obviously, a trainer can help you with that. But most people, uh, this this is where I start with a, a nutrition evaluation for people. Now, I'm not a registered dietitian, but I'm going to tell you this is good advice. Just tell me three things that you could be doing better. And everybody will say three things. They all know. Well, I should cut out the junk, maybe eat more veggies, you know, maybe maybe drink more water. Like, great. Let's do that for the next month and see what happens, right? Oh, Break for that sure. down and just make those simple steps because nutrition is going to have the biggest impact on on everything else and again you can't outwork a bad diet you know we did a whole podcast on this concept in our our nutrition podcast so it's like just those are things you can do right then and there you know getting enough sleep is another one you know if you can get in the habit of getting decent sleep then by the time you're ready to go to the gym and really start training hard your recovery is going to be so much better and and would you are you recommending this because it's the low hanging fruit so to speak exactly but it's like all, the easiest it's, change a person can make. Well, I, I'm not going to pretend like making dietary change is easy or nobody would have a hard time with diets. But That's it's true. it's the most effective thing that you can do, right? It's like if you're if you walk into my gym smoking a cigarette and you're like, hey, I just want to like be fit, like dude, quit smoking. Like because that's going to have a bigger impact than training while having a cigarette hanging out of your mouth, right? So yep. the the nutrition, the sleep, you know, the lifestyle type stuff. Yeah, it's kind of the low hanging fruit, but it's also like the most effective things that you could be doing at this point. What about other things besides nutrition? What are some of those other? Sounds like I'm interviewing you, and I quite like <laughs> it. what. Uh, what other things? can somebody do that you would classify as the low hanging fruit? Well, I mentioned already sleep, right? Like let's make sleep a priority. You know, how much sleep are you getting? Do you even know? Have you ever tracked? Look at what time you go to bed. Look at what time you wake up. You know, Um, even these days now, uh, there's all kinds of like technology that you can use to determine whether your sleep quality is good or not. Like, great, get into it, nerd out on that stuff. But you know, optimizing your, your bedroom, right? Black, 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 no light, right? No, uh, 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 what is it, EMF, right? You don't want any of that electromagnetic radiation. Black yep. that stuff out and just make sleep a priority and just see how different it feels when you're getting eight to nine hours of quality sleep every night. Yes, like for that, sure. That in and of itself is just huge. I think a lot of the the health problems that we have as a country, heck, in the world, if people would just prioritize sleep, we would see a lot of that stuff decrease. We'd see a lot okay, of less heart so, disease, cancer, everything. So I think yep. that that has to be in place right then and there. Okay. So if you're listening to this at home, step one is even before you think about training, if you're going to get off the couch, revamp your diet, you can listen to our podcasts and, and they will help you. There's a bunch of resources on there. Um, I don't remember what episode nutrition was, Joe, but you guys can look it up in the, 
in the, I want to say the syllabus, but that's completely the wrong word. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the podcast list, if you go to iTunes or whatever the hell you're listening to this on, you can you can go look in the list and, and find nutrition. Uh, I think there's some nutrition stuff in your transformation episode yeah. as well, Joe. The transformation that one I know was episode that, two. That was episode two. The nutrition one was episode twenty three. Okay, good. Thank you for for either remembering that or looking it up. So so go there. That's the first step. And if you are really out of shape, you probably have bad nutrition. And like I said, you That's probably probably, you probably have a good clue of some things that you could do to improve it. Yeah. And I, I always, always, always want to remind people, good nutrition doesn't mean you have to suffer. Yes. Everybody thinks, oh, that just means all you eat is like, you know, lean chicken breast and salad. And I can't stomach that. Well, guess what, guys? I can't stomach that either. That's why I don't eat that shit. Yep. You know, you, so you start figuring it out. Baby steps. That's easy. And then the second step is get your sleep right. If you just do those two things, you're going to give yourself a leg up. And I would say this, Joe, if you are going to embark on a, on a workout program, which is putting more stress on your body, which is adding to the input, if you will, you're going to need these things. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that brings in other things that you can do like stress management, right? Yep. Like start cutting the negativity out of your life. You know, start, start journaling. You know, every day when you wake up, write down five reasons why you're going to be successful. You know, yep. the the green light thoughts. Gosh, who taught so, me that stuff? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds interesting, though. Tell me more. So you are now uh, the person that decides you're going to get off the couch. You're going to finally change your life. You kind of know how to eat better. And maybe you quit alcohol. Maybe you stop eating processed food. You start doing that. You start sleeping eight to nine hours a night but you're still scared to get in a gym. Let's start with that person. Yeah. What, and what do you do? What can you do? Well, the, the good news is you don't absolutely have to have a gym to be in shape, right? You just need more activity. And so some of the simplest things you can do, like, hey, go take a walk. Now, I have a whole protocol I like to give people. It's called a 10-minute walk. And so today, you're going to get up, you're going to start a timer, and you're going to walk for five minutes. And then you're going to turn around and you're going to walk back. So theoretically, yep. that should take 10 minutes. Yep. The trick is wherever you stop and turn around, you want to remember that point. Because okay. the next day, you're going to walk for five minutes and your goal is to get a little bit further than you did the okay. day before. And then turn around and walk back. And then the next day, yep. a little bit further again and a little bit further again. Right? Until the distance gets to be long enough that you actually have to increase the pace that you're walking incrementally, you know, eventually the only way you're going to hit that mark is if you're skipping along, maybe jogging, as they say, I'm making finger quotes, jogging, right? It's actually, it's, it, it's actually Joe pronounced jogging. Jogging. I, I believe J is silent. <laughs> that, that so, so to get, to get to the thing here, I'm assuming at some point you're just going to have to flat out run. Yeah. Like if you kept doing this, you're going to eventually have to really run to make it to that point away from your house in the morning. Yes, and and the the good thing about this is it's like you're literally just trying to go one step further each time. And so you're not just going to go out and just start running. You've done nothing for the past 3 years like start small, right? But give yourself that goal. And and you may make the goal, you may fail the goal, but then you just know the next time you go and do it you're going to have to push a little bit harder and push a little bit harder. And so you get this progressive overload where the the work is getting more and more challenging and you're demanding more and more of yourself, but it's a very very paced 
and very very limited increase in intensity as you're going. The other thing, the other thing I'm 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 hearing from this, and maybe I'm extrapolating a bit here, but it seems that on this program, every day is a win. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you go one step further, you're PRing every day. That's got to feel good and keep you motivated versus going out the door, doing as much as you can and then being blown up for three days and just upset and depressed and unhappy. Yeah, exactly. So this is great. This workout though, Joe, I, I, I find some flaws in it. You, great, you're running, but I don't want to be the person who can run forever but can't carry something up a flight of stairs or pick up my own kid. Right. I don't want to be weak. I want to be big and strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing is it seems very cardiovascular driven. That would be my first complaint. Um, I want to know how to address that. And then the part two, if you can remember this, is it seems to me I could almost do this forever. Like, I mean, the- theoretically, just, yeah. Theoretically, I could keep running longer and longer and longer. And if I'm willing to go three hours I'm, I'm going three hours right mm-hmm. um at, at, at what point do i transition into so so here's here's you know, what i would else. say right a- again we're in no rush here so it's okay to be kind of good at just one thing for a while right okay. we start making that it, it at this point we're just burning calories and we're just challenging our system so uh, i mean maybe the first week all you're doing is walking five minutes out turn around walking back right the next time you're walking five minutes out a little bit further, a little bit further. Now, now maybe at the end of two weeks, you've actually got like a light jog going, but you're going to find like all of a sudden that 10 minutes is not particularly challenging. So now you're going to go 15 minutes or maybe okay. you're going to walk out 10 minutes, walk back. And now you're doing 20 minutes and you get to yep. the point where you're jogging 20 minutes every day. Like, yep. I think again, if most people did just that level of activity, it would have a massive impact on the health crisis she's sure. facing this world. Now, like you said, we can't just be good at jogging. We also want to move well, and we want to be able to work against a load. We need to do some resistance training. Well, again, good news. Your body is a resistance training machine. All you need is the earth, and guess what? We all have that. Start learning plank holds, right? push-ups, squats, sit-ups. What else do you really need to start out? Get good at those things because... If, if you take your time, and let's just say uh, a, a very simple plank protocol that I like to give people is 15-second hold, 15-second rest, 15-second hold, 15-second rest, rest for a minute. Most people I've worked with are completely capable of doing that. For some people, maybe only 10 seconds, maybe only 5. Same concept with the walking exercise. You're just going to hold for a little bit, rest for a little bit right? Small incremental increases. If 15 seconds gets to be easy, you go for 30. If 30 gets to be easy, go for 45. If you can hold a plank for like a full minute, I'd say you're pretty good at planks. And now we can start working on maybe some push-ups. Okay. And And in that case, would you do like one push-up Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, four on Thursday, like kind of add one a day. Yeah. I mean, why not? If Think of it this way. If you did that for a year, by the end of the year, you'd be doing 365 push-ups unbroken, right? Yeah. Which, like, which no one can do. No one can like, do that. So, not proper form. So what I would say is, yeah, maybe just today, let's just start small. You know, get good at holding the plank. Maybe that's your week one. Maybe it yep. takes you to week two to be able to hold a 30-second plank. But I think if you can hold a 30-second plank, now you can start lowering yourself down to the ground. Yep. Right. And and that's all you're worried about right there is just lower yourself down under control. 
at a certain yep. point, you're going to be able to lower yourself down and then press yourself back up. That's one. Done for the day. Now you've done a push-up, like a real push-up. You've developed a plank. You've done one good push-up. Next day, try to do two push-ups. Try to do three. You get to a point where you fail, go back to one. So maybe Monday you do one, Tuesday you do two, Wednesday you do three, Thursday you only do three. You can't get four. Great. Friday you do one, Saturday two, Sunday three, Monday go for four again. Eventually, you get four. Yep. You you just keep building up that ladder, right? And then again, those those numbers get to be too easy. Great. Just add more. Like yep. push yourself, and that's just push ups. Squats, same concept. Lunges. Why why make it any different? You know, sit ups. I mean, I mean, you could you could probably do this with a lot of exercises. And I'm, I'm thinking this through right now, like doing the math in my head, man, if you got to the point, you could do 25 to 30 push ups straight, mm-hmm. 25 to 30 squat straight, 25 to 30 sit ups straight. Now, now that said, as this comes out of my mouth, you'll probably get better at squats and sit ups before push ups. Right. But maybe you do 30 lunges straight and then you go for a 20 minute run that at that point is two or three miles. Yeah. You're a fairly fit individual compared to most people. Yeah. And you're, especially, you're and especially for, Bobby, I think that's so, so important the way that you said that, especially compared to your old self. Yes. And so, so you might be ready for more now, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I would say start very conservatively, just take a walk. If you're like, hey, that was great. I feel good. Let's spend five minutes working on those planks. Yep. And when you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Great. Let's, instead of just planking now, we're going to work on push-ups. And, and, you know, if you did one push-up, one squat, one sit-up, like, okay, that's a good first day ever working out. You did something. Yeah. You, you've moved forward. And like you said, you keep building up, building up, building up. Like you could get a full workout in in under 30 minutes and actually build up some capacity and also master the very, very basic movements. Because if your intention is eventually like, hey, I want to go like lift some weights. Well, guess what? I'm not going to put a barbell on your back if you've got a broken squat. You know, I'm not going to let you do a, a bench press if you can't do a push up. Like we've got to work on these things first. And so you'll already sort of be ahead of the curve. But, but if I can say this now, the ultimate goal might be to get in the gym, but you might never need to. I mean, you yeah. know me, I love the body weight exercises. Yeah. And I think that if all you did was have a pull-up, uh, you ever see those pull-up bars that hang from the door? Oh, yeah. If you ever had a pull-up bar, I think you buy them for like 30 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. and it hung from your door frame, and you had push-ups and squats and running, you might never need another thing. No, you might not. Like you might have six-pack abs, a nice chest, a nice V taper as a guy, and and be able to run. And, and as a girl, you might have a body you really, really love just doing this. Yeah. And meanwhile, there are people who have gym memberships that don't look anything like that. So that yeah, should exactly. tell you the this magic is, is all... not in the gym. The magic is in the work, right? Uh, now, the other important thing to mention is is not only is the magic in the work, though, Joe, it's also in the shoes you wear. One hundred percent. Because if you've got so, the wrong footwear, when you go out for a jog, people are going to point at you and laugh. Laugh or you'll just fail. Yeah, miserably. Right? So it's, it's it's really important while you're undertaking this beginner's exercise program that you make sure you have, and I'm going to be very specific about this, a pair of Lalo Maximus shoes. Yes. Now, I know what you're thinking. I, I've never heard of these. What are these magical shoes? Where can I get them? 
We've got you covered. www.lalo.com. You're going to find the Maximus shoe and you're going to put in the code Maximus20 to get 20% off. They're going to get delivered to your door. And you're going to be happier, healthier. You're going to have a better sex life with your spouse. You're going to be a better parent. The answer we've all been looking for. Exactly. The secret. (laughs) Now, I'm all for the other Lalo shoes as well. Buy whatever Lalo shoes you want. But the Maximus ones do work the best for working out. They were made um, by by myself, a world-class worker-outer, if you will, Mm -hmm. for that purpose. Yes. You also want to fuel your muscles with good protein. So go to NITOR Performance, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. Get yourself some protein. If you're going to be undertaking this workout program, you're going to need to feed your muscles good quality protein. So buy some of this stuff. Use the code Maximus Podcast to get yourself 20% off, and away you go. Yep, there it is. Perfect. Don't forget that step. But, Joe, back to the workouts now. Yeah. You are uh, you're, you're going through this. Eventually, it sounds to me like you could get a really good hour a day on this type of program. Yeah, absolutely, right? Because right. you're just you can, filling it with with work, right? And you're not you're not specializing, right? So there's there's a phrase, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. But there's a yep. second part of that, which is is oftentimes better than master of one. And so mm-hmm. I'll I'll point to and and this is an extreme case. So we're talking about very beginner athletes, but look at the CrossFit Games. Right. Look at these athletes. They're not just good at lifting weights. They're not just good at running. They're probably not the best runner. They're probably not the best weightlifter, but they're the best runner weightlifter. Yes. And and I want to make this clear, though, Joe, because, you know, I love the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked uh, with the first team to actually win the CrossFit Games two years in a row. You CrossFit. It's really funny the way we were that because ah, you're not really the best runner or you're not really <laughs> the best. lifter, But. We're talking about people that can deadlift 500 pounds and run a sub five minute mile. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're. We're saying you're not the best, but I want to make it clear we're comparing those people to people who are world class in their individual. Yeah. Sport. We're we're saying you're not. Uh, there's a guy Mo Farah who runs 5k in 13 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A CrossFitter is not running 5k in 13 minutes. Yeah. But. 18 minutes or 17 minutes is still pretty fucking good. Yeah. So you're 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 not the best in the world, but you're better than anyone you've ever met in your now, life. Conversely, basically, if you're conversely, you may just hate doing the body weight stuff and and love doing the running thing. Well, if if the worst outcome of this was that you turned into like uh, a proficient jogger and maybe decided right. to take on a marathon one day, like that is a very different place than where you were sitting on the couch. Right. Oh, for sure. You're way better off. Yeah. Um, and and you've got a lot of formats here because we're talking about doing one push up Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, do the same thing with squat sit ups and go for a run. But eventually you could just experiment with some different formats. Yeah. Do 20 push ups, run for five minutes, do 20 squats, run for five minutes, mm-hmm. do 20 push ups, run for five minutes. There's actually a park near my house that's got this circuit where it's a mile loop through the Mm -hmm. park and i think every hundred meters or whatever it is there's a station where you do bodyweight exercises nice there's a push-up station there's a sit-up station there's a dip station and it's marked on these little signs maybe you try to work your way through that just so that you have some variety you're not doing the same damn thing 
over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's easy to build a little circuit too and say, okay, I'm going to do push-ups and squats. So I'll do 10 push-ups, 10 squats, and I'll just see how many times I can cycle through that in nine minutes. Boom. So you can start changing it up, exploring all that kind of stuff. So I think think too, after you've been doing this for a month, two months, three months, like now when you go and you look online at some of the other resources, you're going to see them through a different lens. For sure. Because now stuff doesn't look scary. It doesn't look weird. If you do, if you are that guy who, who DM'd me about not being able to make it through the Maximus body, if you do get to that point, now the Maximus body is not so daunting. Yeah. You can handle the no gear workouts. Yep. You can handle almost all the warm ups. You can probably, because you have the work capacity to do it now, handle all of the workouts. And and it's really funny because there's a second part to this DM. He said that he put the book down and he then uh, tried it on his own for a couple of years and didn't get anywhere. So the issue is not the book. Yeah. The issue is the work ethic. The issue is the plan. The issue is, um, I don't know what the word is, not working hard enough, not knowing, not trying hard enough, but that's the issue. Well, and it may be that, like we talked about, the diet, the sleep, the lifestyle stuff, if those aren't in alignment, then the training is almost irrelevant. It's just an For additional sure. stressor. For sure. So you're this person, Joe. You've You've now... It's three months, four months, five months, six months, whatever it is. Your body looks a lot better. You've probably lost 20 or 25 pounds. You've got muscles where you didn't have muscles. You're the envy of all your friends. They're telling you (laughs) you look better. Maybe you're good. And that's all you're going to do. That's your path. But what if you want more? What's the next step? How? And I, I never really well i guess i did have to do this when i was 15 i mean i remember the first time i found a weight room i was scared shitless Mm -hmm. but i was also younger so it wasn't as uh i think kids deal with fear better yeah yeah. right like you're scared of something you just get into it because you're not an adult and your ego's not involved yet well i think you're just a punk teenager but there's a there's a rite of passage there too right because i went to a small small town school and like being being told by the football coach that i was supposed to meet him up in the weight room was like oh Okay, yep. like I'm putting my childhood behind me right now, right? But but then again, like once you're in, you're in. And then a weight room isn't as intimidating as it would have been otherwise. So for so somebody as an who's, adult. Exactly. And so for somebody I, who, who's never been in a weight room, like you're going to want to start looking into that. You okay, know, and how do you, how do, you do that? Well, I, I would say at any, at any point and probably early on in this process – just start looking around your area and seeing what other resources are out there, right? Maybe do a Google search for gyms in your local area, yep. you know, go, go look at some websites, see what kinds of services they offer. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to take time for you to sort of assimilate and understand like all of what you're trying to learn. So you don't just want to jump in whole hog. I mean, for some people, I think that works great. You know, uh, as a, as a CrossFit gym owner, I had people that would just show up and just say, I've never worked out a day in my life. I just want to do CrossFit. Okay. I mean, and it does work for some people for other people. It's like they sat on the fence for two years because they weren't sure if this was really what they should be doing. And they, they did this little bit of research and they read this book and they talked to their doctor and that's all great. So I think you could, you could start this program just with taking your walk and cleaning up your nutrition and focusing on sleep. And in the meantime, just Google gyms. And just see what's out there, and as well, and I guess it can, I guess it can be scary because there's a lot of choice. Yes, yeah, 
And it might not make sense right away, right? But at the end of a month, maybe you'll have a better idea. Maybe you decide like, gosh, I don't feel like I'm running correctly. You know, and you're looking at some videos on YouTube and you're like, maybe I should just hire a running coach. Well, guess what? Now we just got very specific. Something to think about here. If you are looking for a gym, you got SoulCycle, Orange Mm -hmm. Theory. Mm -hmm. I think it's called F45. It's like a new kind of thing I've seen. Yep. Uh, Planet Fitness, Lifetime. Mm Mm-hmm. CrossFit, Pilates, power yoga, which is like yoga and kind of not weights, but like body weight stuff combined. Mm-hmm. Um, there's eight off the top of my head right there. There's more. Vasa, uh, Equinox. I mean, there's a lot of different gyms and a lot of different places, and a lot of them offer different services. Yeah, and a lot of them try to so, offer what everybody else offers too, right? Yeah, so I think, I think I don't know, maybe you're the person that spends two months going through free trials. Mm-hmm. Find what works for you. And here's the other interesting thing. You might like a place better than another place. Yes. Or a, lot or, of people, or a trainer. You might meet somebody who yep. just has this personality that you just, you know what? I want to work with that person. Great. And I think that's really important. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the minority. I love working out. I built my life around working out. Mm-hmm. It's something I do every damn day. It doesn't matter. If this was not my job, I would still do it every day. I yeah. love it that much. I'm going to say I'm in the, I'm in the extreme minority. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to work out when they go on vacation. Right. Most people don't want to work out. I mean, my biggest concern, I'm actually going to Minnesota to see you next week. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest concern is like how we're going to train. <laughs> I got you. I got you covered. <laughs> but it's not like that for most people. So for most people, I think even more so than the fitness expertise they're having access to or the equipment it's the community that's going to keep them there and keep them coming that's the whole it's secret to crossfit the, the right fun it's the, fact yeah it's the fun it's the people that you meet the relationships that you build that's what keeps people coming back but but also things like daycare can yeah. your kids stay there mm-hmm. do they have a sauna do they have a pool do they have nice amenities do they have i mean these are reasons people choose gyms yeah so you might have to be prepared to go to I don't know, four or five places before you find a place that fits and works for you. Yeah. And you right? can you can uh, afford to be choosy because, again, you don't absolutely have to have the gym. No. So you should have an idea of, like, what you're trying to achieve by going to the gym, you know. And for most people, it's that you're either getting coached or you're getting equipment or both. So you're either uh, go to like a CrossFit gym and look at what they have in there. It's a bunch of, of decent barbells, bumper plates, some gymnastics equipment. Like yep. for you to put all of that stuff in your own garage, it's kind of pricey. So it yep. sort of makes sense to like show up and do the classes and get the coaching but all for the same price. At, at the same time though, Joe, I would say this. You could get a really good garage full of equipment for two Gs. Oh yeah, yeah. For 2000 bucks, you could get like, I think the... The garage rack I, I, I bought uh, for my gym, I think it's Rogue brand, was mm-hmm. 500 bucks. Uh, you know, the barbell's 150 uh, A set of weights, 500 bucks. Um, you get a rower for 800 I mean, you got a good little kit. Yeah. If, you're, if right? you're the kind of person who can do it, do it. You know what I mean? And, right. and I'm not talking about just even financially. I'm just saying that a lot of people have bought, you know, w- way more than $2,000 worth of equipment that just sits in their garage and never gets used. Yeah. For sure. Sometimes you need a push. Yeah. But one thing I've told people, especially in regards to my book, if you're going to be on this full time and you love it, 
why not just have the stuff at your house? Mm-hmm. Right? You, you you eliminate commuting time, which funny enough, Joe, uh, you've seen my garage. My garage is a gym. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to drive 15 minutes to the gym I own. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. honestly what keeps me from training. Yeah. The fact that it's right outside my door and I can just go gets me two or three extra workouts a week. Yep. So why not? Why not have it? Um, but you've got some options. You've got the CrossFit type thing where you're getting coached and you're going to pay a premium for that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a class of 20 people and have access to a coach all the time, what are the going rates right now? 90 bucks, 100 bucks a month, 160 a month. It just depends on your area. Month, I, I know here month. in the cities, 200 bucks a month is is reasonable, yep. you know. Yep. And and what's a global gym cost? I'm going to say anywhere from nine ninety nine a month. That's like Planet Fitness mm-hmm. to what's an Equinox cost? A hundred bucks a month. Yeah, and then uh, and then it depends too because there's usually like I think Lifetime it's probably only like seventy seventy five a month, but then to yep. do the classes it's like another seventy five a month. So another rate. So yeah, there's places with different rates, mm-hmm. right? One of the one of the nicest gyms I've ever been in. It actually uh, was in Portland. Uh, it's, it, it's called club sport. I think they've changed names now, but two or th- two or three hours of daycare. Uh, mm-hmm. they've got a sauna. Everyone gets their own locker. Uh, they've got trainers you have access to. They've got a functional fitness side and it was like 80 bucks a month or a hundred mm-hmm. bucks a month. I was like, wow, what a great deal. Yeah. But yeah. you can find stuff for, I've seen, uh, 24 seven fitness certificates on sale at Costco and it's like 300 bucks for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Where you show up, you have access to a locker room and a bunch of weights. Yep. Well, the I, I guess the negative to that is it, it's a bit of a, a, a do-it-yourself mentality. Yeah, yeah. For right, sure. like you got to do stuff. But if you've been doing the beauty of what you've outlined here during this podcast, if you've been doing the push-ups, doing the sit-ups, doing the squats, doing the run, you're a lot more capable of doing it yourself. Yeah, 100%. Right? I mean, and, and for, for say you get the two years for 300 bucks deal at Costco, and maybe you pick yep. up a copy of Maximus Body and give it a go now, it's going to be very yep. different than if you were just sitting at home watching infomercials and decided to buy a shake weight for the first time. Yeah, or or decided, I mean, to buy the Maximus Body and then just try to jump in head first. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I'd actually, I'd almost, you know, based on this podcast, almost do a rewrite of the book and do month one is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you've never worked out before, here's your path. There we go. Second edition coming out soon, folks. Second edition. But for one month, here's what you're going to do to prep you. And put people through quote-unquote prep school yeah. for this thing. Yeah. Right? Because that could, that, could, that, that could make sense. Um, I think once you've got your gym membership and, you, and, you, and you, find a, you find a place you like, I think the biggest thing and the final thing I think we should talk about today is – don't do too much too soon. Right. And and as that comes out of my mouth, I cringe. Right. Because I am the king of every damn day. I'm the king of no excuses. I don't care if your leg's broken. Get to the gym and do upper body. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm that person who loves training with all my heart and it's what I want to do. That's not for everybody. Well, And I would and, reframe that too and just say, you know, every, every damn day means every damn day you're doing something that's going to get you closer to your goal. Yes. Right. Yep. And so sometimes that means stay in the fuck home. Yep. Work on your recovery. Right. You tweaked your shoulder yesterday. Don't overdo it. Like that's the thing that's going to get you closer to your goal. Whereas showing up at the gym and pushing through might take you further away from your goal. Yep. That's for sure. 
Um, but, but that's also a slippery slope, I think. Yeah, it, 100%. <laughs> you get the person that stays home every single day. Yeah. Like the person who needs to stay home is the person who's going every day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, for sure. But I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is one of the common things I've seen, and I call it the New Year's mentality. Yeah. I'm going to get fit. I'm going in spook camp. And people don't realize what a commitment it is. Mm-hmm. So they start going to the gym two hours a day, five days a week. And after five weeks, they all quit. Yep. And at five weeks, I'm being generous. Usually it's like two weeks mm-hmm. they quit. So what I recommend to people is start slow. Just go three times a week till you're used to it. Because now you're not only adding your gym time, your commute time, mm-hmm. the extra shower you're going to need every day so you don't stink and, and, and bother your family and their coworkers and the yeah. people around you. Um, I, I'm going to say, what's a one hour workout cost you two hours? Yeah, at least, at least by the time you get there, get back like the whole thing. Don't jump in head first. Like you've been doing this program where you've been doing running and pushups and stuff every day. And then you decide to go to a gym, start with a minimum commitment. Yeah. Two to three days a week. And when you get used to it, go more. Yeah, I don't and, think there's anything wrong with that. And back to square one, we talked and, about and it's 15... actually funny, Joe, I want to tell you a story about my buddy, sure. Danny. When I was a cop, my buddy Danny, uh, Danny didn't work out. He was a little overweight, unfit. And he actually asked me while we were working together one day, he goes, why are you my friend? (laughs) What do you mean? That seems like a really vague question. And he goes, well, you're so preoccupied with fitness. It's your whole life. Why would you be friends with somebody like me? And it's actually one of the most interesting questions I've ever been asked because people think, I'm going to be that judgmental asshole. And I had to think about it for a few moments. And and I just answered him. I said, it's because you never complain. You never tell me you wish you were more fit. And then I watch you eat McDonald's. You never complain about how you don't look good. Like you're just happy the way you are. I go furthermore, you don't ask me dumb questions and take up my time about things that you should do and then not go do them. Like in reality, you're just who you are. And I like that. I like that you'd rather talk about English literature or movies than go work out because you don't complain and you've accepted where you are. The person that annoys the shit out of me is I have a thyroid problem. I can't train. I tore a muscle in my shoulder eight years ago and my doctor says never to do a push up again. <laughs> Holy shit. Come on. Or. What would you say the ideal macronutrient ratio? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, it's 40, 30, 30. And then the next day they come to my house with a 64 ounce Mountain Dew and a bag of Doritos. Uh That's the person I have an issue with. I don't expect everyone to work out five days a week or six days a week or seven days a week. Like, yes, you want to make a transformation. You're going to have to, but that's not my expectation of everybody. If you're healthy and happy, you're doing your thing. Yeah. So I tell people, start slow. Don't be under some artificial pressure to like crush the world minute one. Start with Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Joe, that doesn't mean you you, you don't have to work out the other days either. Mm-hmm. Those are just the days you go to the gym. On the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or Sunday or whatever, keep up your little homemade program. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Well, you especially know? if that's you, what got it, you to it, that point, right? Well, that's the thing. And I'll tell you from the from the corporate people I train, like you've been there before at Blender Bottle, the people I train every morning at Blender Bottle, they're in tremendous shape right now, and they only see me three to four times a week. Yeah, 
We train Monday through Thursday, and, and there are people there. Uh, there's a group of them who come every day. But there's another group that come two or three times a week. And provided they do a few things outside of the gym a week, they're remarkably fit compared to your normal person. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think you've got a lot of leeway here. Mm-hmm. Is there any, Joe, because you, you are really one of the better people I've met at dealing with beginners. Um, and it, it's something I've learned a lot from you with, with, with dealing with people. Is there one last piece of advice you give people like, um, like in regards to this? Be patient. Just be patient. The, the, the thing that most people will do is they'll get on a program and they'll do it for a, a week, for two weeks, and it's awesome and it's working. And then they'll hear about, you know, P90X. Oh, I should do that. And now they just jump onto that next program. And then, well, that doesn't work because they weren't ready for it. And you're kind of back where you started again. Like stick to one thing for a while. You don't have to do the same thing forever, right? You don't have to do this at home, no gear program forever. You don't have to, but you can do it for three months. You can do it for six months and then reevaluate and see where you're at. We talked about finding a gym, right? You don't have to marry the gym. You can go to the gym, try it out for a month, try it out for three months. Maybe you're there for two years. You don't have to stay at that gym if you want to go a different direction with your fitness. So things can change and you want to be open to that, but give it time. Patience is so important when it comes to dealing with your fitness. Because like I said, these changes don't happen overnight, right? These things happen at the rate at which cells divide. So give your cells time to adapt. And this kind of ties into, to finish off to our fads podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned P90X, CrossFit, uh, Shake Weight, all these things. It's, uh, they're not really fads. the, The person who uses these things makes them fads. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. what people would ask me. Do you think CrossFit's jump. just a fad? And it's like, well, are you treating it like one? Yes. I know I know people that have been CrossFit members for nine years. Yeah. That are tremendously fit. You had lifetime members. You know? Yeah. I think I think your point about being patient is the person who wants it all in a week doesn't get it and buys the next thing. Exactly. Buys the next thing. Yeah. Buys the next thing. Yeah, it ain't for sale, folks. It just ain't. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, and and the theme here is you just gotta show up and do the work every day. Yep, hard work right? like, is like free, something. man. Hard work is free. It, that's not what you're paying for with any of this stuff, for sure. All right, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, for for uh, you you people out there that that are beginners, this is something that can help you, and we would love to hear your progress. I mean, there's nothing more I like hearing, Joe, and I know you're the same way. Tag us. If you're that person off the couch and this helped you, let us know about it. Yeah, please. We'd love to somehow be a part of your journey or hear from you. And ask questions, because guys. Don't 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 be shy. Things. DM. DM. That's what it's there for. DM, put comments up. We're happy to help. Yep. We will see you for our next episode. Thank you very much.